We interrupt this program for a special report by WKMU. Staten Island, New York. Can't sleep, neither can we. This is 87.9 WKMU. What keeps me up at night radio. Which is funny because every time you say the beginning of here is a story of a girl. This is the story, the story of, of a girl. girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. So today we're going to go into uh, D.B. Cooper. Yeah. One of the most famous skyjackings in, in, in actually FBI history. It's one of the biggest unsolved mysteries of the FBI and in America just generally. I think I just stole that from BuzzFeed. <laughs> Maybe. I hope um, they don't listen to this. You know, this story is pretty crazy. It's not the craziest story that we've ever heard. Clearly, there's been like 9-11 and stuff like that. But this or the guy with the bomb in his underwear. <laughs> but this one, was it's like creepy. It's eerie. It's uh, conspiracy theory and <laughs> Yeah, did he get like abducted by aliens? Right. Did he know the future? Who did knows? he time travel? This like, sounds like go? Amelia Earhart shit. Yeah, like... <laughs> but he got away with money. Yeah. And we think he's alive. Right. Well, people think he's dead. Some people think There's he's a alive. lot of like mishandling, I think, when it came to this case. But uh, so, let's just get right into it. Yeah, let's it. get right into it. He books a flight number 305 at around 3 p.m. under the name Dan Cooper. Once the, on the plane, he orders a bourbon and soda. After receiving the drink, he hands the flight attendant a note, who then so- shoves the note into their pocket. <laughs> Maybe it was a tip or like a phone number. Yeah, that, I think like, that's what she assumed, that he was just hitting on her because he's a lonely businessman. He's like, Here, here's my number. Call me. I mean, personally, like where I work, everybody knows that I'm a server. Uh, when they people give me money, like in my hand, they try to be like secretive about it. So I try to like secretly be like, "Oh, thanks," and put it in my pocket. I would have did the same thing. I think. Yeah, she got work to do. She got time to read your yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. She has like six other drinks to drop off. Um, but yeah, then he's is forced to announce. So since she shoved it in her pocket, he he had to tell her like, "Hey, you want to read that note? Like, I have a bomb." Isn't that funny? I like, thought it was hilarious. Here's a note. Keep it on the down low. He's and trying he's to be like, low key. Yeah. I have a bomb. Yeah. The note allegedly instructs her to sit down and to help him write a note to the pilot. He then shows her that he has four sticks of dynamite. His demands were $200,000 in 20s, four parachutes, a refuel truck, and a flight to Mexico City. I mean, and that makes sense. Money, uh, you need fuel to leave, parachutes, I guess, to jump. It was actually pretty smart. You know why he picked four parachutes? I didn't know. I don't really get why you need four. Like, don't you just need one? Like, I don't know. If you were jumping alone, yeah. But he wanted them to think that he was jumping with somebody. Mm. So they wouldn't give him a bad parachute. So if they gave him a bad parachute, it could be the flight attendant who had it. And now she's dead and the guy with the money gets away with it. And you killed somebody. So right. it's kind of ingenious. It actually leads some people to believe that he's like CIA or like a criminal mastermind. Mm-hmm. Because either way, uh, it's high thinking. No, no one would think, oh, let me get four parachutes just in case they give me a, a, a fake one. I mean, it's one, not that hard to one. think about that, like adding that. Like, I don't know. What I think is weird, too, is that he asked for the money in 20s because I guess nobody really makes fake 20s. So don't they, I thought they don't make like fake 10s or fake 5s. 
I think it's that nobody bothers to counterfeit 20s. They usually counterfeit hundreds or whatever. That's just what I know, but I, what do I know <laughs> at the end of the day? Yeah, it's a weird request. I just figured, um, you know, nobody makes fake ones. Like, why would you waste time and energy and resources oh, making a this fake could be, $1 bill? It's true, but this could be another smart move on D.B. Cooper's side where he's like 20s and uh, that much money in 20s would only weigh this much. If if I don't specify what to give it to me in, they could give me all singles. Mm-hmm. And now I have so much excess money weight that I won't be able to jump. So this could be a like, oh. hey, just give me 20s. Yeah. And maybe back then, hundreds, you know, people didn't have $100 bills. So if you like as much as they do now. So if you go around with a bunch of $100 bills, you look weird. Yeah. So I think it's like 20, oh, everybody has 20s I see, and I see. it keeps the weight down. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, and then, yeah, thinking of a refuel truck and everything, like, I, I don't know. They yeah, really thought this Mexico through. City. Like, who did they cop try to copy with, with this plan? Like, I Nobody. don't know. There was no copy. He did all That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, uh, after a two-hour delay, the plane heads towards Reno, Nevada. Yeah, it leaves about 7.40 p.m. And um, 10 minutes into the flight, Dan is seen leaving through the rear aft stairs and jumping into the night. Well, that's not true. They, she didn't see because she actually sent the flight attendant back to the front. Okay. So how they think they when he jumped out was they heard noises and that the plane kind of shimmied, like shaked, because the doors opened and like right. it changes the air pressure. So they think about 10 minutes after that he jumped. So he didn't hurt anybody then, right? This whole time? No. They don't really... They, they don't even know if the bomb a, was real. Right. I was going to say, he doesn't no even really have a weapon. I guess he has dynamite or whatever. Well, he also had a trigger. He had it in his hand. He kept having the stewardess uh. light his cigarettes because he wanted to keep one hand on the button or make it seem like he was going to do the job. Oh, wow. Which is something he actually said. He actually said, no funny business, or I'll do the job. <laughs> oh, my it's God. Like, it was like the 30s and 40s. It sounds like a movie script. And what happened with the parachutes is that one of them was accidentally sewn shut. It was a practice one, and they didn't realize this. Mm. But when you say with the money, like maybe he put it in the paper bag, what he actually did was take the front um, parachute, uh-huh. and he unraveled it and shoved the money into it and then closed it back up. So he used it as like a satchel for the mm. money. And then the the parachute he gave was given two options, a more standard civilian type of uh, parachute where you can direct where you're going and a military-style parachute that had no steering. Now, people on both sides said he was a paratrooper or he wasn't paratrooper based on this information. If given, wouldn't you pick, oh, I want to steer. I don't want to fall into trees. Uh-huh. But if you were a military paratrooper and you're used to that one, like, well, no, I'll just let the wind take me. That's why I went here. The wind's going to pull me generally over here and I'll land in this general area. I'm good. Um, Yo, that's weird. So it's like another tip off. And it's just the FBI don't know what to do with it. It's just information that they can't really use because it supports on both sides. You can also say, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just like, well, I'll take this one. It's good for the military. It's good for me. I think they know who this guy is. Why do you think they know who this guy is? Because who, like, this dude, like, so smart, probably had a job, didn't show up to work. Where not is was, he? Not if it was a day off. Yeah, but then he never goes back to work. Or you think he, he went back to work so nobody's suspect? He would have to show back up to work. I think, like, he probably is, like, a CIA agent. Maybe he needed help financially. And, yeah, if he hadn't showed up back to work, they he would have been suspected, I think. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And after jumping into the night sky, he was never seen from again. The money wasn't seen from again until like nine years later when a little boy who was setting up camp with his parents 
wound up finding some money. That, but it was all deteriorated, though. It was eaten alive. I think I saw the pictures of it. The weird thing about that, though, is some of the money was together, and some of the money was loose, and that the rubber bands that were on the money, they did test on the same rubber bands, and they wouldn't last a year. And so if it's been there for nine years, those rubber bands shouldn't have lasted. Mm-hmm. Another weird thing is in 1974, they uh, dug some ground up and they dumped it to the side where the money was was on top of it that means the money got there after 1974 so it's really weird so let's go into some of the more known suspects and why we think it could be them or it's not them yeah we'll do a couple of the ones that everyone's heard of but there's some things i would like to say about it that i don't really hear on these things so we're going to start with one of the more famous ones his name is richard mccoy he was actually, five months after this D.B. Cooper incident, he hijacked a 727 Boeing, asked for four parachutes, $500,000. He picked the path. I remember uh, D.B. Cooper didn't pick the path. He was just like, drive wherever. I'm just going to jump. This guy was like, no, I want you to fly this, this way, huh. which could be evidence that if he is D.B. Cooper, that he learned from his mistakes. He's like, well, I, almost, I landed in this you know, woods. I almost died. Let me pick a better route for this. So they just think that this guy's a suspect because he literally acts for the same, almost similar. Well, he also he also jumped out the back of the plane too with the parachutes. Yeah. So it could be a copycat, which a lot of people saying, but he actually a copycat. They say he actually looks a lot like the picture back in the day. Um, but the funny part is he got found two days later because his buddy ratted him out. He's like, "Hey, I know that guy. That's my neighbor or whatever. My buddy Rich." So he calls the cops on him. He gets arrested, gets sent away for 45 years. Wind up making a fake gun and escaping from the prison. Oh, wow. Then, I think it was months later or days later or whatever it was, he wound up getting killed by the FBI, like in a shootout. Wow. So you could say, oh, they knew it was him. They just wanted to end it. Or like, you know, he has, you know, this guy who he could kill you. Like, you don't know. He's like, yes. They didn't know. I don't think they knew at the time it was a fake gun. They just saw a gun. So they don't know. You know, they shot him up. So no, that's pretty crazy. We'll never know if it was really him based on that from him because, you know, he died right afterwards. Yeah. And we don't have any like uh, DNA from D.B. D. Cooper. I just wanted to point out that we actually do, D, though. that you know, Dan Cooper and D.B. Cooper, we keep switching the names because it's both names, I guess. The yeah, media, the new, the when they ended used, up yeah. announcing that this happened, they used the name D.B. Cooper instead of Dan Cooper. Well, what happened was there was actually a guy named D.B. Cooper in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and since Dan Cooper is the first initial, they checked him out. Yeah. So when it, the Y came across, the name stuck, D.B. Cooper, even though it was actually Dan Cooper. Yeah, really crazy. And then we both think that D.B. sounds better than Dan Cooper. Yeah, Dan, Dan sounds blech. <laughs> sounds boring. Like Also, they would mention that halfway through the flight, this dude puts on wraparound glasses, sunglasses. <laughs> To jump out into the night. Oh, uh, yeah. Yo, that is hilarious. He orders the bourbon and soda. Yeah. Puts the shades on. Like, smoking S- cigarettes Eight the cigarettes, time. which the FBI lost. They lost those eight cigarettes. So you can't even get DNA off of that. What but the there fuck? Was, there That's was, weird. Yeah. Because I heard the note, oh, too, wasn't that leads, found. That, that the note, we don't know what the actual note said either. Yeah, he took it with him. That's so so, so you crazy. Couldn't, you could, I don't think so. You couldn't. The handwriting. Yeah, maybe he knew people could figure it out who it was. I have a small theory that the pilot was in on it because he didn't have a discussion with it. They only, like, at first it was supposed to be Mexico, and him and the pilot was like, the pilot was like, no, we can't do that. It's not feasible. So they negotiated and wound up with Reno, and then the pilot chose the route. 
But I don't know, like that the stewardess never talked to anybody he was, like, either. Too cooperative, right? People, yeah, people <laughs> think it was an inside job, and you got the stewardess who doesn't want to talk to anybody. But none of these people made money afterwards that we know of. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know, but I it's like weird that they found the money because the whole point was the money. Like I really wonder what happened to him, and why. And I guess maybe he realized he couldn't use the money anymore. I don't know. The next man on the list is Dwayne Webb. Now he got into this in 1995 while on his deathbed he actually said to his wife i am dan cooper mm. and you know she didn't get it at first because it, the case is known as db cooper but months later she realizes <laughs> that he had an old injury in his knee and he says it was from a plane jump yeah he would wake he would have nightmares where he would scream out oh the fingerprints i left fingerprints on the plane or some stuff like that he so he had nightmares that he left fingerprints on a plane somewhere yo and i think that's math funny i'm dan cooper yeah she's like what who the fuck fuck is is dan cooper like (laughs) is this like is there like a heritage somewhere that like you hid from yeah like what what does this information bring so the only reason i even like this person as the dan cooper is two things one he says on a deathbed two he calls him dan Everybody called it D.B. Cooper. Yeah. I didn't even know Dan Cooper was the name of D.B. Cooper. <laughs> so, the, you know, and I have internet now. They didn't have internet then. Yeah. So why would some rando tell his wife that I'm dying, that I'm Dan Cooper? Yeah. But also. If he the- said if he said D.B. Cooper, I would have been like, nah, that's not him. Because nobody would call themselves. If I did a heist and I called myself, the, you know, the red mask and they start calling me. You know, purple mask. I'm not going to say I'm the purple mask. No, I'm red mask. I got it wrong. That's but, like, I'm... let's say it was him and he's listening in on the news. Wouldn't he know that the news was calling him D.B. Cooper? And wouldn't he say D.B. Cooper if exactly. he was D.B. No. Cooper? You because, know what I mean? Because no, he knows say, that I the media's so. but that's, that's not that. That's his name. That's like me having a name and then someone else called me something else. I don't forever now call myself that. I still go back to my original Yeah, but you name. say it, it's like the Zodiac Killer. Probably didn't call himself the Zodiac Killer. Exactly. But the media does. And and exactly. if he said, hey, I'm the Zodiac Killer, I would be like, oh, shit. But if... You know? Because that's yeah. what the media is calling him. Like, I don't know that's, how... That's my proof. You know what I mean? If I'm Dan Cooper, I'm not going to tell my wife that I'm D.B. Cooper because that's not who I know it as. Even if the media calls it D.B. Cooper, I name myself Dan Cooper. I understand. I would never call myself. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself DB. That's somebody else's name for me. And so I think that leads credence. Why did he say DB? If everyone knows DB Cooper, why did he just say DB Cooper? Why say Dan Cooper, which no one knew that's who it was? I don't know. Like, so he's leaving her puzzle. He's like, oh, I'm Dan Cooper. Figure it out. I feel like it's a little more confusing that he said I'm Dan Cooper instead of DB Cooper. Well, yeah, that's part of it. That's the. That's why I'm. I think that is because the confusion of and the weird the way I say it makes me think that it's really him because he's doing it in he's a weird way. Like why didn't he just say DB Cooper? Yeah. So the next the next guy on the list is a guy named Kenneth Christensen. Mm-hmm. He was actually a paratrooper. He was 45. He drank bourbon, and after the the hijacking, he actually bought a whole bunch uh, two homes. I think it was with cash. Okay. The only problem with that is, is oh, also also another deathbed confession. He told his brother, I have a secret to tell you, but I can't tell you. <sighs> and that. Oh, my God. So his brother doesn't, for all he knows, his brother fucked his wife. 
and he's trying like, hey, I'm so sorry. I, you know, me and your, me and your wife fucked. And he's over here like, oh, he must be Dan Cooper. He's DB. And he goes through all this other stuff where it's him. And the houses they brought up as, like, evidence that it's him, they don't realize is that he actually ha- he sold houses recently. He sold property recently. Right. Um, I don't know how he got that property because he was broke. But in that house that he bought, there was a, a show called Decoded. By Brad Meltzer, he was an author. He uh, he does like a lot of conspiracy theories back in two thousands. I think it was on History Channel. Okay. And they went to his house and they found a hidey hole in the attic. There was like a door that lifted up, and it was like maybe what do you say, like six inches of <laughs> I don't depth. Know. Okay. And so it looked like where you would stack twenties up because it's only yay thick. Okay. Like you don't you can't hide a lot of stuff, but you could hide stacks of twenties. Okay. <laughs> But it was empty because, you know, he's not going to keep it there. You know, he's going to move around with the money. Okay. I don't. Wait, and, so... and his motive is because he actually worked for Boeing, which is why people think it's him because they feel like it's inside job. At the time, they went through eight strikes in like 10 years. And some of them were short and some of them were really prolonged. So he was he was losing money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, how can I keep working like this? So they think his motive is let me go hijack, take my money back. Because he actually tells. He actually tells the, the the stewardess that I don't have a grudge with your company. I just have a grudge. So, I mean, for him to be him, then he's a liar because he is grudging against them. Yeah. So, like, people literally think that he could be D.B. Cooper because he works for them and has broke. Basically. And he said that it was him. Yeah, his brother said it. his brother said he was about to tell him that. But his brother doesn't know what he would have really said, no? No, yeah. He died right after <laughs> saying, I have a secret I can't tell you. That's <sighs> crazy. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe I would think maybe 10% true, but I don't know about that one. I, I think the Heidi Hole leads some good evidence to it. I think the Richard McCoy and the guy who did the hijacking right after there's a lot of good information. Yeah, these the are Dan really Cooper, good Cooper, It's like hard for me to... A lot of these people aren't meeting the description, and they are. Uh, and there's some talk about how the the description is actually slightly off, that there, there's a, one of the flight attendants actually said... They all said white male, but one said Hispanic. Mm. So because he has olive skin, he's a little darker skin. Mm-hmm. So they think that he could be Spanish or Native American, which is where... I don't know if you ever heard of Shale Shunnan. Uh, Shale Sonnen. But he's a UFC fighter. Uh, he actually robbed a bank for like $15 million before he got into the UFC. And he swears he knows who D.B. Cooper is. And he said he died three years ago in Arizona. And it's a Native American. That's why there was they could never really place anybody because the skin tone was a little off. But where's the proof? He, he hasn't given any. He just keeps saying he knows who it is. He saw him a couple years ago. He knows his grandson. And, uh, like, maybe in the future he'll tell. But right now, he basically what he sounds like is like, hey, I like getting attention. I was going to say that. I'm not a USC fighter no more. Because he was known as the biggest shit talker. Would never curse. Would never say anything, like, you know, vulgar like that. But he would call you stupid. He would call your country stupid. <laughs> like, he, he'd go to the country and then make fun of the country that you're from. And then be like, oh, you're from this country, but you live in L.A. in a mansion. So how are you repping your, your country when you don't even live there no more? <laughs> is this is this a, a man just kind of keep attention? It sure yeah, seems like it. It definitely seems so like it's, it. It's like, oh, like because you could write a book. Mm-hmm. 
You, you, he has his own web podcast. He has his own stuff. So you could still make money off of this if you want the attention. Why are you dragging it out? Mm-hmm. Especially not the man is dead. It's not like, you know, you get retribution. But maybe because he knows the family. I don't, I, I think it's fun. I think it's a fun theory that it's it's Shannon Sun and knows who this is. Yeah. But it's like, what what was he, like, besides the Norai, why lie about that? Like, there got to be different ways to get popular and stay interesting yeah. than a 50-something-year-old case about a skyjacking. So you're saying there's a possibility that it is true? Because if, if it I'm wasn't saying, true, it's such a stupid thing to lie about? Yeah, I, I'm saying all the things, all the people I bring up today have, can't be him. Ooh, could be him kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's what the real interesting thing to people for this case is, is that so many different people from different, like, you know, there was a cocaine dealer who said he did it, you know, military. There was even a woman, or it was a transgender woman. He actually got the transitional uh, sex change in 1969. He's saying he did it, or she, whatever. I forget which one. They, I think they transitioned <laughs> to a she. And... um. Wait, but if she a, did it, they would have already a sh- been a woman. Because this happened in the 71. But you remember, it was a she after, which means biological man. So if you want to. But you said to the like, sex change was in 69. Yeah. The event happened in 71. So you're telling me you can't strap down boobs? Like you can't see a bulge? Like you could still look like a man. You were born a man. If you have feminine okay. features, like you ever see somebody who has feminine features and if they doll themselves up, they would look like a woman. But then if they butched up, they would look like a man. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So the theory is, yeah, they, that's why he was never caught because she was now a she. Yeah. And they were looking for a man. And right. there's, some, there's actually wow. some conjecture that when they landed, she switched back to women's clothes and just got a ride like hitchhiking because no one's going to. Everyone's looking for a man. They're not looking for a woman. Yo, that's crazy. I didn't bring that one up because I really don't think it. Let me see if I don't. The name doesn't matter. If you really want to know, look it up because there's so much more stuff than this than we're covering. Yo, that's crazy. That's one of the fun parts too is how much you can actually get through in this episode. It's just like JFK and aliens. There's so much stuff out there. Yeah. So many, so many people talk about it. I think it's wild that a crime happens and so many people be like, "It was me." Like what? Like you wasn't even there. Why are you stepping up right now? You remember a couple episodes ago? I was talking about clout. Like, yeah, it's fucking before weird. Before the internet, you had to get clout different ways, and this was how you did it. <laughs> it was me. I'm Davy Cooper. I'm the demon of the skies. <laughs> You're gonna take me alive, Kappa. That's how I see her. <laughs> this is how I see him say, "Yeah, give me a bourbon and soda, Kappa." Kappa. You're not gonna take me alive. I'm coming out the airplane. You're gonna want to read that note, Miss. I don't know. Yeah, like, like did he whisper like, "Hey, psst, look, read the note. I have a bomb." We'd be like, I "Hey, think- hey, lady." Lady, I have a bob. Fucking check the note already. Jesus. I don't got all day. I'm trying to blow this shit up and get my money and go. I just think it's mad crazy that he, like, the passing the note and she's just like, whatever. Throws it over her shoulder. Like, I don't know. Like, he's like, why are you giving me your garbage? And she crumples it up and throws it on the floor. He's just like, what? All right. So that last suspect, even though the channel sudden there was no suspect, it is a new theory. Not everyone's heard about and uh, uh, seen. But this last one has come out in the last couple months, which is one of the reasons why I decided to actually... You know what to know the real reason why we decided to do this episode? I was playing NHL 24 with one of the, my new friends that I met on NHL 24, and we, we get together, we play games. And I got in a game with him uh, last week, and he, I told him about you know the podcasting. He's like, you know what you should do? D.B. Cooper. I'm like, oh my God, that's such a great story. I should. And then I started reading up into it again, and I'm like, you know what? This... 
I actually was this was going to be like a second half of a Good Morning Earth episode. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I get 25 minutes of talking about D.B. Cooper out about it. Yeah. Because, we, you know, it's so interesting. So the last guy. Would, oh, so anyway, he, I told him the next day. I didn't even know it was him. We, You know, I didn't click because I don't have a good memory. So I don't know names like that. So, you know, somebody joins my group of playing. And he mentions D.B. Cooper again. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Uh, because of that, actually, we're doing our next episode on it. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. And if you're listening to this, because he actually uh, he got to, took information down. Thank you, man. Uh, this was actually a really fun episode to talk about. It was. I really liked looking this one out, for sure. All right, so the last guy we're going to get into is a guy named Vince Peterson. He's a little bit newer. No one really knows about who he is. But according to a guy named Eric Ulis, he's a private detective. He found a stainless steel titanium mix, uh, like microscopic piece, like really small. Like you have to use a microscope. That's what microscopic means. But it's an alloy of like that's not very known at the time. Like not everyone had that. So he left behind this tie. Everyone knows about the little tie, the clip, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looking very reservoir dog looking. Okay. Um, on there, they found all the stuff and they found other metals on there. and. Going through these, what do they call when you have like a, I want to invent something, a patent. So he goes through patents and finds out that there's a place in Pittsburgh that cover all three of them. And it's funny because one of the suspects I saw was also from the east side. And like, nah, he can't be him. He's from the east side. But what's interesting is since he works at, he wasn't working for Boeing. He was working for a place called, uh, where is it? Crucible Steel. Mm-hmm. So they had they actually provided titanium stainless steel to Boeing for their planes, and he would have to travel out to Seattle to to like kind of expect and check out the Boeing stuff because they're sending stuff over. He's like, you know, make sure all this product is good because a lot of the on the plane, DB Cooper talked like he knew the area, like, oh, this is where we are because I could tell from these monuments and this thing over there, over there. Oh, take me over here. Like he was very well, like he knew about the sky. But if you flew in all the time, you could, you know, it's like driving down your block. You know it like you could close your eyes and probably drive home. Yeah. So, you know, this is just him revisiting someplace else. And that they went to the the, the Crucible Steel plant and they talked to somebody who was around back then. And they showed the description. They told him the description of of D.B. Cooper. And he was like, oh, that sounds like Vincent Peterson. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, Vincent died mm-hmm. um, a while back. But... It leads to a lot of evidence that it could potentially. Some of the pictures they show, he does look like D.B. Cooper. Some of them they don't. I don't know. I don't. I think the science behind this one is a better fit than the conjecture of saying, oh, that looks like the guy. Or, you know, he did this. Or this might be him. Wait, so they found micro, microscopic. microscopic, like, Titanium and stainless steel. That led them to a factory or whatever. Crucible steel, yeah, a plant. That and they, they provided when they went Boeing. over there, they're like, we're looking for a dude that looks like this. And they're like, oh, that sounds like this guy. Yeah, the guy who worked there was a guy that like uh, who worked there at the time, still there. Like, I guess he was younger when he was there because it was 50 years ago. I mean, it seems like a bit of a stretch. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. I don't feel like it forensically seems too coincidental but to for, be like factual. Like, for, forensically, know. that makes the most sense. He, it's actually it doesn't even have to be Peterson. It could be one of his coworkers. They yeah. just, you know, you, you don't, yeah. I don't even remember, like, if you asked me who my coworkers are now, or even you, you wouldn't name 100% of all of them, because even though you work there now, 
You're not going to remember every little person there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes people will ask for people, and I'm like, uh, I don't yeah. know who that is. So we're talking about 40, 50 years later, and this guy's like, oh, yeah, I remember him. That's Vince. So I think it's a potentially could be a person here, especially at the time that these medals weren't found anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It does, the pieces I just I guess fit. I see the connection there, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem... I guess I guess that's a yeah. I guess out of everybody that makes the most sense. I guess. Like, now that I really think about it. Like uh what's the word I was just using? When you use uh science to you know, crime scene unit, what is that called? Forensics. Okay. <laughs> Forensically, yeah, this one makes more sense. I think it's other people, but you know, that's the fun of this. And I think the fun of this is that we never find out. I don't know. I hate that we don't know. But once we find out there's no more there's no more looking into it. There's no more trying to find out, trying to be. There's no more, you know, none of that. Yeah. FBI, open up! Oh, fuck. How did they find us? What, they got a tracker on us? I told you. If you go to my mom's house, they're just going to go to my mom's house and check. But I don't get why. How because, would they know? We don't even come here all the time. Because you go to the wife's house or the girlfriend's house and we live together. So where's the next? Where does every boy go? To his mommy. <laughs> I told you they would come here. Come on, hurry up. We got to go out the window. All right, guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We got a new one, I think, right? Yes. It's going to be WKMU Radio Pod. Yes. Freaking spammers. Yeah, we uh, have to switch up because of spammers. (laughs) Uh, Sky Blue. All right, yeah. So uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook under Blue Sky. And as always. Please check on your friends. Everyone deserves love, even you. This has been an 87.9 WKMU production. Signing out. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night and God bless America.